This is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For 80 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. Starting now. Kind friends, let's encourage. Please listen to this. It takes far more courage to speak the truth when it is unpopular and unwelcome, than it does to follow the crowd. That is so true, dear friends, and we're going to think on that thought today, as well as others. We appreciate our beloved brother Jay Webb and his kind introductions, and greetings to everyone who has tuned in today from our broadcast on the International Gospel Hour. We are delighted to hear from our listeners, and so thankful that you tune in to listen to our broadcast. And we are blessed today to present once again our Biblical Article Broadcast. This is where I present articles written by those who strive to walk in the grace and knowledge of our Lord, articles that are thought-provoking and helpful in one study of the Word of God. You know, friends, good reading of the Word of God is important. It is a joy to study the Word of God on this broadcast And good writing based upon the Word of God and by the authority of the Word of God is good reading and helps us to learn. After all, in 1 Timothy 4.13, Paul told Timothy, Until I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. We will begin in a moment discussing courage, but first, not only can you hear us, but now you can see us on our YouTube channel. And our J-Webb will tell us all about it. You hear us over the air and online. Check out the International Gospel Hour YouTube channel and view us as well. See episodes of Book, Chapter, and Verse available through our friends at the Gospel Broadcasting Network, hosted by our Jeff Archie. And stay tuned for the new weekly TV version of the International Gospel Hour coming soon. That's the International Gospel Hour channel on YouTube. Subscribe today. It's free. Our article today is called simply Courage by Clay Bond, who penned this article in August 19, 2012, from the 4th and Stewart Church of Christ Weekly Bulletin. And grateful to the Southwesterner Bulletin in Austin, Texas, who reprinted this in January of 2020. The truth still stands. Brother Bond writes, The Bible is a book that is filled with accounts of courageous men and women, people who face down danger and death with lion-like boldness, Proverbs 28.1. Turning to our Old Testament, we can read the story of Gideon, who had the courage to turn away from the false religion of his father. He threw down the altar of Baal and built an altar to the true and living God, Judges 6. We might also read of Esther, who had the courage to thwart custom by going before her king unbidden to plead for the lives of her people, Esther 4.16. Her courageous act saved the lives of countless people. Going further into our Old Testament, we read the familiar story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These young men knew that if they refused to worship the king's idol, they would be thrown into the burning fiery furnace, yet they courageously refused. It took a tremendous level of mental and emotional strength to do what was right, even in the face of death, Daniel chapter 3. 
Listen to what these three young men said to a king. Be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Daniel 3.18 These examples teach us so much about the wonderful virtue of courage that the world seems to miss. Many see one who is courageous almost as a bull-headed, reckless fool who rushes into danger and, against all odds, survives the impossible. But the Scriptures show us quite a different picture. The Word of God paints courage as the virtue that can help us stand for what is right, even when we know it will bring abuse on us. It takes tremendous courage to speak the truth on controversial issues. Just ask John the Baptist. He was beheaded because he spoke about morality to someone who was determined to live an immoral life. Matthew 14, 4-10 As followers of Jesus Christ, we cannot allow the world to dictate what we can and cannot believe. Nor can we allow fear to stop us from declaring God's truth on moral issues. Whether it is a hot topic in the news, like homosexuality, or one of the more commonly accepted evils like rampant divorce, Christians must stay true to our Lord and share His message of freedom from sin with the world around us. Romans 6.23 and 2 Timothy 2, 24-26. Some may frown at religious people for speaking out against immorality. Some may go beyond a frown and declare it to be wrong, intolerant, or unconstitutional to speak against sin. But the truth is, it really doesn't matter what the majority feels, believes, and declares. When God condemns a practice, His people must stand with Him. God's ways are much higher than our ways, Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. God's Word condemns sexual immorality in all its forms, including fornication, adultery, and, yes, even homosexuality. 1 Corinthians 6.9, Leviticus 18.22, and Ephesians 5.11. It is not easy to be God's watchman, but He fully expects His people to warn others of the dangers of sin. Ezekiel 33. Some may say religion is for the weak, but being a follower of Christ is not for the faint of heart. To walk in the steps of Jesus, we must be ready to confront sin, even if it makes us social outcast, Even if it costs us our business, our friends, our good standing, or even our head, we must be valiant for the truth that sets men free from the bondage of sin. Romans 1.16, Philippians 1.17, 1 Timothy 3.15, and John 8.32. It takes far more courage to speak the truth when it is unpopular and unwelcome than it does to follow the crowd. Exodus 23, verse 2. Brother Braun concludes, These wonderful Old Testament examples remind each one of us that courage is an attainable virtue. It can be a reality for all who put their trust in God. Psalm 27:14. May we all have the courage and strength of heart to say and do what is right, no matter the cost. Do you have the courage to declare... All the counsel of God. Acts 20, verse 27. You know, dear friends, there is courage, and it's due to the victory we have in Christ. Dear friend, are you victorious? And do we need to grow in our courage? Our J. Webb has information about an awesome free study. Here is our J. We are so thankful for you, our listeners, and your desire to know more about Christ. Our free study offer on this program is Victory in Jesus, a wonderful study booklet. 
please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Victory Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. Please leave your name, address, and just say, Victory Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Click on the Contact tab and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Victory Study in the message box. We appreciate our listeners and your interest in the things of Christ. And now, let's return to Jeff and our study. And now, a most interesting article from David Sargent. The real King Prince Harry, the former Duke of Sussex, was visiting school children some time ago at a primary school in Acton, an area of London. As he approached Emmanuel Osei, a four-year-old student, the boy asked Harry, When is Prince Harry coming? But I'm Prince Harry, the former Duke replied. When is the real Prince Harry coming, the boy said back. I'm the real Harry. I've just had my hair cut for the occasion, Harry reportedly said in response. Eventually, Emmanuel was convinced that Harry was indeed the prince. Why didn't he recognize Prince Harry immediately? Well, apparently he didn't look the part. They think a prince should have a crown, Diane Redman, a learning mentor at the school, told People magazine. Prince Harry himself has been on record as saying, Every time I get to meet kids and they have been told a real-life prince is coming, there is disappointment on their faces when they see me without a crown or a cape. Most did not recognize the real king of kings either. The prophet Isaiah predicted his rejection by men in Isaiah 53, 2 and 3. He uses the past tense, which is called prophetic perfect tense, to describe the situation because it was so certain to happen, which is exactly what happened, John 1, 10 and 11. Why did most reject him? Jesus did not look the part. He looked like an ordinary man. His reign was not the kind that they expected. In fact, Isaiah described him as a suffering servant. Yet this man, who didn't look like a king, would accomplish what no one else could. Jesus, the King of kings, gave himself for us so that we can have the forgiveness of our sins and receive the gift of eternal life, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Isaiah's prophecy was fulfilled when Jesus died on the cross for our sins. By his wounds we can be healed. He looked like an ordinary man, but this man was God in the flesh. Jesus was and is the real King of Kings. Will you not submit to his reign so that you can be saved and live with him forever? We appreciate those words from David Sargent. David is an excellent writer. I read a variety of David's materials that he has penned, and he always does a good job. And we appreciate the words about courage written by Clay Bond, our guest articles for this broadcast here on the International Gospel Hour. From time to time, I will be reaching back for articles written of days gone by, and they are still powerful, they still teach the truth, and we want to learn and grow more therein. As David mentioned, 
Will we not submit to His reign so we can be saved and live with Him forever? When we hear the gospel of Jesus Christ that brings forth our faith in God, according to Romans 10.17, a faith that is needful to please Him, that is Hebrews 11.6, we're able to repent of our sins, as Jesus commanded in Luke 13.3, to confess Him before men, as the eunuch did in Acts 8, verse 37, and then to be baptized into Christ, which will add us to His church, Acts 2, 38-47. Let's think on these things. And thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie. Keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh.